0: thought maybe presenting a short sutta from Anguttara Nikaya. Uh, that is the numerical discourses, one of the uh, main uh, nikayas of our canonical scriptures where usually shorter discourses are simply arranged by the number of subjects they contain. So the chatuka Nipata, uh, the Book of Fourth, usually contains smaller teachings uh, with uh, four subject matters. This is number 34 in the Book of Wars. There are these uh, three supreme kinds of confidence monks. What for? Whatever beings exist, whether they have no feet, or two feet, or four feet, or many feet, whether they have form, or they are formless, whether they are percipient, or non-percipient, or neither percipient nor non-percipient, of all these beings, the Tathagata, the Buddha, is considered the foremost, Aga, the peak, the highest, supreme, the worthy one, the perfectly awakened Buddha. Therefore, those who have confidence in the Buddha, who have faith in the Buddha, who are placing their trust in the Buddha, This is a supreme form of faith and if one has supreme faith then the uh, karmic result and generally the result of that faith uh, is supreme. There's an interesting sutta also because that is one of the Little Anumotanas, we are sometimes chanting here. Akatove pasananang, akangdamang, vijanatang, pasana nang Can you remember? It's not the most common, but we, we do chant it regularly as part of our Anamotana. That is a verse, of the Buddha is ending the whole thing. And uh, it's obviously meant to express that if you give. Dharna, If you practice generosity, towards say the Buddha, the supreme being in the whole universe, that the karmic result of giving to that supreme being is also supreme. Uh, however, it's not only about the karmic result of giving, of giving gifts. Now, what is the, another vipako, another result of faith in the Buddha? When the Buddha says you know, the result of that faith, of that confidence, of that conviction is supreme, Not that we practice his teachings, obviously if you have a conviction, faith, confidence, a fully trust uh, spiritual teacher, you know, one result will be you know, that you are practicing his teaching and then you can reach the supreme result because only the Buddha teaches the way to the complete ending of all formations, uh, the complete end of suffering, no more rebirth, the end of samsara. So we may also have uh, good results if we follow another spiritual teacher. If that uh, spiritual teacher is teaching, for example, in the rebirth in So throughout Sanghsava there are much more commonly than Buddhas teachers appearing who understand the degradation and drawback of sensual pleasures and teach abandoning sensuality, and they may be able to lead their disciples to rebirth in Bahmaloka. Mm -hmm. However for the Buddha, one reason he is considered supreme is that he has the supreme insight Supreme awakening, the complete abandonment of defilement and they can teach us. He can teach us you know, the way to nibbana. So I understand that the agge you vipako, know, the highest supreme result, you know, basically nibbana. That is the highest result which you can achieve when you have faith in the Buddha. Yavata, Bhikkhavi, Dhamma, Sankata, of all phenomena that are conditioned. So, this is a very high level of abstraction because there's only one phenomenon that is unconditioned, namely Nibbana, the deathless element. Everything else is conditioned, Sankata, put together based on conditions whether it's this table or my body, whether it's the feeling or perceptions I experience in consciousness, whether it's consciousness, whether it's external beings, whether it's animate or inanimate objects, devas, ghosts, brahmas, and so on. Absolutely everything is a sankhava, with the one exception of Nibbana. But of all those phenomena that are conditioned, that are based on conditions, the Noble Eightfold Path is considered supreme. Why is that? Yes, that is the conditioned phenomena that can lead you out of everything conditioned. Obviously we have to practice what what we have got, and if we use a simile of crossing over to the other shore in order to cross over, we obviously have to use what we have on this side of the shore. We are not yet there at Nibbana, and we can't use Nibbana for anything anyhow, no one can pull it under his control, it's not something that can be utilized, so to speak. So we have to utilize Sankhavas, the wholesome ones, beneficial ones. But these Sankhavas which we are utilizing are never the final goal. That comes out again here in this teaching. The Noble Eightfold Path is itself conditioned. The Noble Eightfold Path is not the ultimate aim, is not the final goal of our practice. The final goal of our practice is the unshakable deliverance of mind the deathless element, Nibbāna, which is unconditioned, but the Eightfold Path, and you can summarize all the teachings we got from the Buddha under that heading, and what I'm just discussing here, uh, whatever teaching you find in the Tipitaka, and so on. Now that is all, in a sense, part of that Eightfold Path. Is these conditioned phenomena that will help us to explicate ourselves from all conditions to reach what is unconditioned. So I fully agree with Bang that this is why it's the highest, because that is the conditioned phenomena that can ultimately help us to let go and surmount and go beyond all conditions. And again, of course, those who have confidence, conviction in the Noble Eightfold Path, now this is the highest form of confidence, of conviction, of faith. And those who have the supreme form of confidence can expect you know, the supreme result, which again is the unconditioned Nibbana. Yavatabhikavi Dhamma Sankatava Asankatava Virago Sam Agamakayati. So now, whatever phenomena there are, either conditioned or unconditioned. So now, Dhamma uh, here includes absolutely everything, even Nibbana, of those viñāga. The dispassion fading away is considered the highest. Namely, Madanim Madano, Pipasa, Vinayo, samughato Samugato, Chido Tanhakayo, Virago, Nirodo, Nipanang. I really like that in the Pali. Yadidang Madanim Madano. Pipasa Vinayo alaya samukhato, vato Tanhakayo, virago, nirodo, nipanang. Madanim madano, the extirpation of intoxication, the sobering out of all intoxication. Pipasa vineyo, the disciplining of thirst, the restraint of thirst. Tanha, which is usually translated as craving, the Tanha from the Four Noble Truths, the Second Noble Truth, the cause of suffering, usually in Pali, Tanha, literally, uh, actually, it doesn't mean uh, thirst. But Pipasa is a more common term. Uh, if, If you just say, it's a hot day and I haven't, had any drink for a couple of hours, working hard, now I'm really thirsty, then you would use pipasa usually in, in Pali. is interesting, the Buddha uses it here in a, in a symbolic meaning. Now the restraining, the disciplining, vinaya. that's the same like what the monks call the vinaya. Now our words of discipline meant to uh, guide us, restrain us, limit the defilements. So limiting Thirsting Alaya Samukkhato The uprooting of all attachment do. The cutting off of the wound The circle of samsara, The wound of repeated birth and death And the cutting that off finally Tanhakkayo now the extirpation of craving, the destruction of craving, and virago, this passion, but also fading away. So it's an interesting uh, kind of two nuances of meaning. Now the root meaning is actually uh, dying. Rajati is also meant to give color to die, and. Uh, the heart being dyed by our different desires. Red, the color of love, and green with envy, having the blues, being the depressed and downed. Also the fading away of all this coloring of our heart from passion and desire. Nirodho, ending cessation. Nibbana. Nibbana is always the last. And if there's a string of similes, including Nibbana, then uh, the Buddha would always use Nibbana as a very last one. So, this is uh, obviously not the Asankhata itself. And this is a description, it's only the finger pointing to the moon. The Buddha speaks here in uh, a all phenomena, conditioned or unconditioned, and the highest is nibbana, this is obviously unconditioned. It's not something that you can express in words. So this is just a simile for that highest unconditioned thing, like a whole string of similes. It's almost like a little mantra, something no one could just chant while walking. Madanim Madano Pipasa Vinayo Alia Samokhato Vatupachedo Tanhakayo Virago Nirodo nipanang. I yeah, really got fun reciting that. Point the mind a little bit in that direction. You know, the Buddha using uh, this beautiful string of kind of uh, similes or expressions. Obviously not because that is it in itself, no, but because it can point the mind a bit in that direction, give us inspiration in that direction. And if we have faith, conviction no, in that Dhamma of dispassion, dispassion no, here a symbol no, for the for everything, for the unconditioned death as element, no, then we have the highest form of Conviction and can expect the highest result. So it's quite fascinating that the Buddha is actually separating uh, Dhamma here in uh, two different bonds. One feels immediately reminded how the Buddha also talks about you know, the two forms of wide view and other path factors. Lokottara and Loki. There's the wide view which is beyond the world which is only you know, the inside and the heart of the Noble Ones. And then there's wide right View, you know, which is you know, based on sankhavas and still you know, ripening, uh, in the uh, ripening, in rebirth and good karma and so on. And there are these two parts. And uh, my understanding would be as long as we haven't experienced you know, the deathless yet, so anyone who hasn't had the experience of stream entry yet or higher, will obviously have some limitations in their faith in Nibbāna, in the unconditioned element. It's a little bit like saying, no, I'm totally in love, and then you ask me, oh, who are you in love with? And I say, I don't really know. I say, what, what's the name of the person? I don't know. Have you ever met them? No. Have you spoken to them on the phone or on Skype? No. Where do they live? What do they look like? I've never seen them, I've never heard of them. So it's a bit difficult to fall in love. So similar, if we haven't had the experience of the unconditioned, obviously it's not so easy to have a strong faith. One can have a kind of intuitive faith, one can get inspired by the descriptions, one can use reflections. But no, my understanding would be that um, before the experience is there, one I mean, actually you know, has something to direct that faith very specifically. I think the first one is a more important one. You know, the faith in the still conditioned phenomena that lead us to Nibbāna. You know, the Eightfold Path and Eightfold Path you know, comprising all the teachings of the Buddha and the Kūbha you know, that actually lead us to Nibbāna. Because that is something we can understand better and we can relate you know, more strongly to. And I think the Buddha deliberately gives both. The final aim is obviously the unconditioned. But without experiencing that, and it's not so so easy not to fully get that confidence settled. But when we study the conditioned verbal teachings of the Buddha and and so on, then we can get a very concrete form, a very specific form of faith and can direct it to that and we can direct it to practicing these teachings. Uh, Whatever monks, whatever groups or communities or corporations or organizations or incorporations or associations there are. The sangha of the disciple of the Tathagata is considered the foremost of all groups or communities. Namely, the four pairs of persons, the eight kinds of individuals, so, this is a Savaka Sangha, not the Bhikkhu Sangha or the Bhikkhu and Bhikkhuni Sangha or anything like that. But uh, Chatadi, Purusa Yogani, Atta, Purisa Pukkhala refers to those who have uh, experienced any of the, in the stages of uh, awakening, who have actually uh, seen Nibbana. Or, strictly speaking, the very first of these eight is someone who where the faculties have matured to such an extent that they definitely will see it in this lifetime even though the experience has not yet happened. That one is also included there. This is the Sangha of the Disciples of the Blessed Ones, worthy of gifts, worthy of offerings, worthy of reverential salutation, worthy of doing anjali and bowing, the supreme Field of good karma in this world. And those who have you know, faith in this community have the highest kind of faith and can expect the highest result. Because if we have faith in this community of those who have realized the Dhamma, we will hopefully follow in their footsteps and realize the Dhamma ourselves. What I Usually translate here as uh, faith and conviction and confidence is in Pali pasana, and it's notoriously difficult to translate because the pasada, the noun to pasana in Pali, has the connotation of first faith, but second joy, happiness, and third um, transparency, very clear. And fourth, uh, purity. So it's a kind of purifying, joyful faith that makes your mind very uh, clear and bright. There's no real good word in English we have for that. If you use faith, like in Christian religion, that can be a quiet, uh, fear-induced faith. Now I am the Lord your God. You must not have any other gods. This is quiet when you feel oh, better the persona doesn't have any such connotations as a very joyful faith, it's also related to being pleased. We say, no, I'm really pleased with something is a little bit close in meaning, so you're joyfully elated and your mind is filled with that joyful conviction which gives your mind a clarity and a brightness. Okay. And I mean we next week distribute our t shirts, Buddhang Damang, Sanghang, Sodananga Chami and the symbol of the Tivatana. Once more. So you have a little bit a better idea and what you're committing to what you are advertising what kind of message you are putting out. This is the idea the three things that are reckoned supreme in the universe. And you express that you are having that joyful faith or at least you are wholeheartedly aspiring and making an effort for developing that joyful, purifying Uplifting, brightening conviction in your heart. Almost five o'clock. Seemed to be such a short, so I'm surprised that I went to almost five. Uh, Still a few few minutes for any comments or questions. Yes. Yes. Definition of nibbana. Thirty-three list uh, list of thirty-three definitions of nibbana. Yeah, and the last two, called well, the last one, seems to mention the path to the destination is also part of the definition of nibbana. So the the path there is is part of that um, setting the the path there is part of the setting. Because the Buddha says, I will teach you the destination and the path to the destination. I will teach you the deathless and the path to the deathless. I will teach you the marvelous and the path to the marvelous. So he substitutes a different synonyms for Nibbāna, and he teaches both the destination and the path going there. But that doesn't mean that the path isn't an expression or a synonym for the goal itself. If you just google the short quotes of the Buddha, you may get things like that. Now, the, the path is the destination, or the way is the goal. And I'm not sure whether even in Mayana there are some teachings like that, but I'm not aware that the Buddha ever said anything like that. Now, the Buddha clearly dis- distinguishes between uh, the path and then the final goal where the path is leading. So even if that is floating around, I'm not aware that this is actually an original teaching of the Buddha. That the path is is the destination or that the way is the goal. But I'm not aware that the Buddha has ever taught like that. It's a fairly normal normal logic, you have got a path and the path leads to a certain destination, but the path itself is not the destination. Oh, thanks for that question. Any other? Okay, I've been happy. I